0: Benny, you made this.
1: What is going on, all of you handsome listeners? Welcome back to the Dagger, the podcast where we cover all things NBA and the top news in all of basketball. I am Taylor Call. I am joined by my guy, BJ Johnson. Say what's up to the people.
0: Oh, what's going on?
1: Our guy Dion tearing it up this lovely Halloween evening. Love to see <laughs> it. He'll be back next week, don't you worry. But today, VJ, we got more overreacting to do.
0: Oh, I love it. Let's go.
1: <laughs> Hot starts, cold starts. What does it all mean? Talk a little bit about the Bucks today. Um according to Bavada Sportsbook.com, Bucks, the had the second highest win total out of any team in the association in the preseason. Is that still too low? Talk about the Bucks a little bit. Cavs off to a four and one start. What do we make of the Cavs? Mm-hmm. And of course, going negative. The new York Nets. Um plenty of stuff happening off the court. But Nets one and five to start. Time to panic with mm-hmm. the Nets. Clippers, load managing their way to a 2-4 and start. We panicking with the Clippers. We'll talk about all that today. But first, you guys already know how it works. We got some awards to give out. Hooper of the Week, Good Hustle Award. BJ, take it away with your Hooper of the Week.
0: Man, Hooper of the Week for me is going to the entire almost the entire association, we got like 10 to 12 dudes averaging 30. Like, 30 and up. Like, I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know if it's just, like, not a defensive year, if the refs are just letting more slide, but literally, you got Luka leading the league at 36. You got Giannis right behind him at 34. And then D-Book is at 12, averaging 30. Then you got, like, Job with 33. JT is averaging 30. Like, there's 12 guys averaging 30 points. So, like, if the scoring title was close last year, I can only imagine this year if dudes are putting up numbers like that, what it look like. I mean, it's entertaining because we're seeing stars putting up numbers, and eventually I'm sure defense will be played at some point. But for now, I'm loving this like high-scoring um, pace that some of these teams are jumping out to.
1: That's facts. People have been theorizing it's because the take foul has been eliminated. You actually get fast break points. I don't know if that <laughs> accounts for all of it, but something it certainly doesn't hurt. That's facts, dude. Dudes are balling out for sure. Love to see that. Um, my Hooper of the week, I got a couple, a two piece. Okay. Um, first one, this is one of my favorite stories that I've seen so far from this basketball season, and I don't know the guy's name, but Kentucky Coal Miner. Um, This is a story that's gone viral. Um, The Kentucky Wildcats were playing a game. They were doing like a scrimmage, I think, like an open, like, I don't know, some kind of open scrimmage where fans could go. And they were doing it in Pikeville, Kentucky, which is in the eastern part of the state. Lots of coal miners around there. And one guy showed up to the game covered in soot still in his like work clothes (laughs) and he brought his son to the game and it went viral. People were like, man, this is such a cool moment. This guy clearly works really hard, you know, still prioritizing taking his kid to a basketball game. Love to see that, but it caught the attention of John Calipari who, you know, was talking about his family. Um, I think his grandfather was a coal miner in West Virginia and all of these things and how, You know what a cool story it was. Hooked this dad and his son up with VIP tickets to a regular season game for Kentucky. What? Um, He said that a lot of hotels and restaurants had reached out to him wanting to hook them up with, you know, free rooms and uh, meals while they were in town as well. So this is just a big W. You love to see that. If you haven't Um, seen the picture, go look at it. It invokes all the warm fuzzies. So I guess his name is Michael McGuire. Michael McGuire, Hooper of the Absolutely. Week. Absolutely. Dad of the Year. Love to see that. Busting his hump. Bringing home the bacon. Still taking Junior to the game. Love, love to see that. <laughs> Give him all the Hoopers of the Week. And one of those guys you just mentioned, BJ, is my Hooper of the Week. Luka Doncic. Okay. Shouldn't come as a surprise.
0: Yeah. Preseason
1: favorite on Bavada to be the MVP. But this dude is straight killing guys right now. He is straight killing guys right now. We're talking 36 points a game. Okay? 36 points. Efficient. Shooting 50% from the field so far. Mavericks haven't quite found their footing yet, but Luka is just... It's good to see that Luca from the Sun series has carried over into this. Region.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Playoff Luca.
1: Yeah. Dark Luca is here to stay. He is busting dudes' ass right now. So, Luca Doncic, what choice do I have? Hooper of the week. I think that's going to be a theme this season. He is balling out of control. All right. Um, should we get negative, VJ? I, mean,
0: I think like, we got to.
1: Why not? Let's get negative, Maybe shall we? Too. Um the New York Nets. Brooklyn Nets. Whatever. Nobody cares. <laughs> um, Brooklyn Nets. It it's been six games. Six. And the amount of drama that we've already had in six games is a little it's a little ridiculous. You already have a star beefing with ownership in a contract year. Um Kyrie Irving, whether you agree or not, being called a racist, Katie regretting everything, Benson is <laughs> looking like a shell of himself. Um they could turn it around, but how do you not give a good hustle award to the Brooklyn Nets right now? Like this whole truce between their stars and ownership didn't last even. five games. <laughs> not even. Yeah. Not even five games. Um They look atrocious right now, atrocious. It's kind of crazy because Kyrie has kind of been hooping, but as usual, you know, some off the court stuff has you know come into eclipse his basketball skill once again. So Brooklyn Nets, come on, come on, guys, let's let's just keep let's keep our business private, okay? Let's try and go. I feel like there should be one of those signs in their locker room, like it's been this many days since drama. (laughs) Literally. Like a milestone. <laughs> it's been zero days since, you know, social media controversy. It's so something Brooklyn, new
0: every every day. Something every new. <laughs> day is
1: something, man. It is something. So Brooklyn Nets, I mean, good good hustle out there. That's tough. Yeah.
0: Imagine KD is like, help me. <laughs> like, somebody yeah.
1: help me. That's the thing is KD and Kyrie have played
0: pretty well. Yeah. Maybe maybe that trade demand didn't look so bad
1: after Yeah, That looked okay. It's still looking rough. So that, that doesn't bode well. We'll talk about the Nets here in a minute. Um the second Good Hustle Award goes to the artist formerly known as Chris Paul. Um yeah, the ghost ahead, of Chris ahead. Paul. Um Chris Paul. Uh, Dear Lord. <laughs> over the hill is the nice way to put it, I think. Dude, dude is washed. Like you hate to see it. I'm not trying to mock him. Like it happens to everybody, but he has been bad so far. Awful. We're talking six games. Dude is averaging nine point three points, ten, almost eleven assists. That's pretty elite, I'll be honest. But thirty four percent from the field, BJ. That's horrible. And it's not like there's a lot of volume either. The most shots he's taken this season has been 11. So it's not like he's hucking up 30 shots and being inefficient. It's bad. (laughs) He's picking his spots and missing all of them. So Chris Paul, um, maybe his last season? I'm not sure. Still an elite facilitator, but everything else is not there right now. So, sorry, but Chris Paul, good muscle. rough. Yeah, speaking of things I carried over from the suns Maverick series, um, no career revival thus far for Chris Paul this season. Yeah. DJ, no. what do you got for me? Who, who Who's hustling?
0: Um, you know, this one is a little tough because I actually like this guy. Sometimes will say I look like him, but that's a different story. Got to give it to big cat Carl Anthony Towns, yep. man. Like... Calling out your teammate for being out of shape when he isn't out of shape is one thing and we don't hold really on, tolerate. Hold on,
1: that. back up. Tell tell the story.
0: That's that's what I'm getting sure, to. Personally. Okay. That's what, what it. I'm getting to. So it's one thing to call out your teammate, but it's another thing to disrespect Popeyes entirely. We just will not stand for that at all. I just yeah, you can you can call it your teammate, but don't be disrespected Popeyes, okay? I won't stand for any
1: of that slander here. So we Anthony Carl- Edwards. Don't you yeah. ever come at Popeyes again.
0: Yeah, my guy, my guy, Colonel Anthony Towns. He's at the podium, and I don't know how he got prompted about this, but he, he told the reporters he's like, yeah, you guys think it's funny when Ant comes up here and talks about, you know, Popeyes, but I don't really think it's funny. I want to show him how to take care of his body, show him how to get in shape. And I'm like, dude, he came back, like, with more muscle, he is the best player on the team. Just don't be salty about that. He he is he's him. He's him. He's him himothy Duncan. Okay, he is Himothy. On you know, the um the Timberwolves. But to like call your teammate out in public for one is just why would you do that? If you have a problem with him, it, it was one bad game at that. Like he's been playing well all year. And two, like I'm pretty sure. When KG was there for one season, there was stuff that Conley Towns was doing that KG probably wanted to call him out on, but he did it probably in private in the locker room to his face. He didn't go to the media and, like, just bash his guy. Like, as a leader, Cat, you have to know that you can't do that. And, for one, like, Anthony Edwards is not even, like, a little bit out of shape. And he came back the next game, and I think he dropped probably 36 almost, so he definitely responded, but. For one, don't call out your teammates, and two, don't you ever open your mouth about Popeyes. Okay, we don't we don't
1: disrespect Popeyes <laughs> here. We ever. That's right. Don't, don't that, ever cross that line. That's the thing. Is it felt completely unprompted. It was just like, <laughs> it was so hey, what do you think of the game? Oh, by the way, Anthony Edwards, he's stop eating Popeyes. Like, where where does that come? What's from? What they got to do with anything? First of all, <laughs> I mean, there are so many layers to this. First of all, you're not exactly. LeBron James, either my guy. Like, I, I I'm not calling him lazy, but are you really in a position to be bashing other dudes' diets (laughs) and habits? Like, I I don't think so. It's not like you're making the All-Pro team every year. And second of all, like, even if you thought that, which maybe you're a leader on the team and maybe that's your job, even if it is, you really got to do that to the media. You got a problem with addressing your teammate face to face? That doesn't like what. That you know, that has no place in the media. You should know that. You've been in the league long enough to know that. And third of all, it's not even true. He's like a, he's a linebacker. Have you ever out there. seen Anthony Edwards look winded or out of shape? Because I haven't, dude. Does still like what two fifty cut? Dunking yeah. on dudes, lean
0: muscle, shoot, I,
1: drive. If he has a conditioning issue, I haven't seen it. Yeah. So what do we care? Watching? You really think a guy having one off game is because he eats Popeyes? Relax, my guy. Chill. Relax.
0: Bro, we'll get a two piece and chill. It'll a change your whole perspective, cat. Get a two piece. Just get know. that
1: big scoop of mac and cheese. It's going to be yeah, all get good. Get some red
0: beans and rice. Mm-hmm. Eat those fries. Make sure the biscuit is a little moist. You don't want to choke, obviously, yeah. but come on, man.
1: Take it easy. Relax, guy. <laughs> yeah, you, you got to. You got to. All right. Let's get into these teams. More more hot and cold starts to talk about. Um, BJ, you should be enormously happy to talk about this. I practice. am.
0: I am. Like I, I was, was
1: saying, I mean, it's, it's not a surprise. Like we were saying on Bavada, Bucks projected to win 52 and a half games this year behind only the Celtics, and that might be underselling them. Literally, yeah. Stills. And they got,
0: um, they got the third highest odds in Bovada to win the title, too. But I'm pretty sure that has drastically changed since we started the season.
1: I think so. I mean, Bucks off to a 5 0 start. Um, DJ, are we surprised the Bucks are 5 0 without Chris Middleton yet to play um, game this
0: season? I'm not totally surprised, but I will say I did not think they will look this good without Chris Middleton to start. Like, they haven't really had trouble scoring, which I thought was the issue against Boston last year, how to find offense. But Drew looks like he took a step. And I mean, I'm just going to say it. It's no debate to me, but Giannis is the best player in the association. I don't think it's a debate. And I think that's the difference is what you're saying is he's just taking the next step and he's doing things that he normally does, but he's not trying to force the jump shot either. But I just didn't know that they would look this fluid without Chris right like right away. Like, they're unselfish, and they're super-duper connected. Like, I don't see any me guys in the Bucks like, rotation. And even Giannis, he was lying, but he called himself. He wants to be the best role player in the NBA. If he's a role player, some guys, <laughs> like, I don't even know if their career will be called. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised at how good we look this far to start without Chris.
1: Yeah, I mean, I was expecting a slower start from the Bucks considering Chris Middleton was going to be out. and definitely expected them to be there at the end i mean but i am surprised they're starting out this hot with chris middleton out and hopefully chris middleton missing times doesn't become a trend um but i I am a little bit surprised to be honest but i think the bucks well we'll we'll get all into into all that in a minute but what they've been able to do it, it seems like they're just playing really loose. They're not worried about who's there, who's not there, mm-hmm. whose night it is, who's – you know, they're not worried about it. They're just playing basketball. And they look spectacular so far. So, like you were talking about, BJ, what's, what's been working for the Bucs so far?
0: Um, one thing that I was – I've been tracking this since the preseason, basically, but they changed their defensive scheme, the Bucks did. Like, now – they're actively guarding the three. They're chasing guys off the line or contesting shots because it used to be Buzz philosophy was, hey, we'll, we'll live with the three. If you beat us shooting 39% or higher, you just beat us. And Grant Williams and the Celtics proved that, that they could make shots, and that's what happened last year. But I think the Bucs are actively chasing people off the three. Um, they actually have the best um, defense in the league right now. Teams are only dropping 103 Um, actually we mentioned is the highest scoring league and they're only shoot 37% against the book. So I think all those defensive metrics is a big part of why they're playing, um, as well as they are. And I think one guy who doesn't get a ton of credit is Brooke Lopez. He's shooting like 35%. He's like shooting threes at a high clip, any leading league in blocks. I feel like those metrics, like everything is really working well for them, but it having the best defense in the NBA, I feel like is definitely the reason why they're getting off to such a good start.
1: Yeah, absolutely. They're, they're locking teams up right now. Um, they're playing great team defense. They look like they've shifted their strategy since the loss of the Celtics in the playoffs, and it's working. Um, but like you alluded to, what's working for the Bucks is number 34. Okay. Giannis is on another level. He just is. Okay. Let, let me read me these stats right now. Um, 34.4 points a game, 14 rebounds, six assists, yeah, let's throw in one point six blocks in there for for good measure. Shooting sixty percent from the field and thirty five percent from three. Um, dude, dude's on another level. He just is. Like, look, I get it. Luka Doncic is disgusting, but Luka Doncic is only averaging one point six more points right now, and Giannis is absolutely locking shit up on defense right now. So mm. okay. he's the best in the world. Like, what, what more can we say about him? He is an absolute game changer, a game breaker. And the thing that's crazy, too, about Giannis is he's been around for a while now. Multiple MVPs, a finals ring. Dude is still only 27. He's this is still his 10th year. <laughs> very much in his prime. He's still very much in his prime. Giannis isn't going anywhere, so that's that's the number one thing. But I also think you got to give Coach Bud some credit. We've given him some heat in the past, um, and maybe we'll give him more heat in the in the playoffs. But I mean, this team looks really prepared, really cohesive to start the season. Thanks. So then, since they're five and zero, currently atop the standings. BJ, are the Bucks the top dog in the East? Here's where um, the potential overreaction comes in. Potential. I'm gonna overreact.
0: Nah, we I I think we and I say we as the Buck, I think we are the top dog in the East, but that's only because I feel like we still have a level we can get to once we get Chris. And if we can implement him successfully and keep um the momentum going, I feel like we become really, really tough to beat obviously um, the Celtics are right there. And I feel like, again, I'll say for the 15th time, however, the Bucs and the Celtics are in a tier of their own, I feel like, um, with the Cavs closely knocking, which we'll talk about. But, yeah, I think for right now, you have to like look at the Bucs and say, that's the best team in the Eastern Conference.
1: Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't. I, I don't think I am ready to say the Bucs are the, the top dog singular, but like you're saying, it's a group of two. This is what we've been saying the whole time. And these teams are really different and that's what makes it such a fun race and what seems like they're seems like they're destined to meet again deep in the Eastern Conference playoffs. Yeah. Um I think that Celtics roster top to bottom has to be the most talented in the East. They are extremely deep, but the Bucks just show a different level of consistency. You don't know what Celtics you're going to get every night. Okay? This could be a team that absolutely handles the Sixers, but then gets blown out by the Bulls. They've shown some, you know, a little bit of lack of maturity at times. I think it's improving, but they have some consistency issues. The Bucks, you know what you're getting every single night. They're going to come out. They're going to compete. You know exactly what they're going to do. And so this is going to be a fascinating race in the East. But, I mean, gun to my head right now, how could they not improve when Chris Middleton comes back? Like right, Chris Middleton, underrated defender and provides scoring that if we were going to nitpick the bucks is the one thing that they're kind of lacking, they could use another score. Well, helps on the way. Yeah, so, literally. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I think it's that group of two. Um, but I think you do have to give the bucks the, you know, the slimmest of edges at this yeah, time right all, right. all right. Slim. <laughs> edge. Hey, I'm giving them an edge. Don't push
0: All
1: it. Right, I'll take what I can get. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then, since we're talking about the Cavs, another hot start. Cavaliers, Cleveland, new look, new look roster, new look jerseys. Off to a four and one start. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what's been working for the Cavs, BJ?
0: Um, to be honest. Really, how we just talked about Giannis a lot, I think you just got to look at Donovan Mitchell, um, inserting him into that roster. I don't know if it was like a match made in heaven, but, and they haven't even had Darius Garland for more than one game, but I haven't seen Donovan Mitchell look this engaged and interested. Like you could tell, like with the Jazz, things are kind of faded, but his leadership looks there. Um, I think he is one of those guys who's putting up 30 plus a night, so they're clicking on all cylinders. Mobley is quiet but still having one of those good seasons. Jared Allen naturally falling into play. So I just think like the fit strategically where Donovan Mitchell is just working for the Cavs. Like everything they needed last year that they didn't have, he brings another guy who can really get a bucket when you need control the tempo. Um he's not afraid of the big moment. And they just I think they just play hard too. Like that's one thing a lot of teams don't do every night. That's one thing the Cavs do extremely well is they play hard no matter who the opponent is. Um, and I think that tandem of, you know, things is working in their favor. And it'll only probably get better once Darius Garland gets healthy and they can fully see what the roster looks like.
1: Yeah, I mean, the lion's share of the credit has to go to Donovan Mitchell, right? We're talking 32 points a game, 49% from the field, and 7.3 assists, are like Yeah, you're saying, that's a this, huge number. Yeah, he looks absolutely reborn. Um there's nothing wrong with him before, but he looks a lot more engaged, a lot more excited. Um the minutes are a little bit concerning. He's played playing 39 minutes a game so far yeah, on that's average. That's so that's hot. that's a little <laughs> concerning. A but um he he is I mean, he's got bounce, he's got spring to his step, he's dunking yeah. on dudes, like dishing out all kinds of assists. Like he looks phenomenal. But also I think the Cavs – you know, I talked about the Celtics' depth. Look at the depth on the Cavs. How many dudes do they have that can go get you a bucket or a stop at any point? Like, Karis LeVert just scored, what was it, 41 on the Celtics right next to – right next to um, Donovan Mitchell. Like, Darius Garland we already know is a bucket. It could be any one of their guys. Yeah, K.
0: Love off the bench.
1: Kevin Love <laughs> off the bench. Ricky Rubio is still there and playing a good role. Like, I mean, they have a lot of depth. They have a lot of depth. Um, hard to not like to, what we're seeing from the Cavs so far. Um, so then do we do we expect the Cavs to maintain this early success? Do you think they stay at or near this pace as the season goes on?
0: Um, I, I think they'll hit a wall initially, right? Because I think the competition will get stiffer and every other night in the East is probably a tougher game because the East is a little has a little bit of depth to it. but I do expect that they'll win a lot of regular season games, and I think they'll continue at this pace. They'll probably hit a few walls, like I said, but I think that what we're seeing now, I, I think that's truly who they are. Like they're that good of a team. Already, And Donovan Mitchell is that big of a difference maker.
1: Yeah. Um, definitely bullish on the Cavs. A little worried about injuries. They have quite a few guys who have lost a lot of time to injuries. So that's that's a concern for me. Um, but, I mean, if this roster is healthy, yes. Can they maintain this early success? Absolutely. Um, Donovan Mitchell looks like they're on the court leader. They are following... What he is doing, and he is absolutely balling out right now. Mm-hmm. Darius Garland coming back at some point. Like, it, this roster is kind of scary. <laughs> like, you really? kind of expect it going into the season. Like, okay, Donovan Mitchell's on the roster now. Uh, that means someone's going to regress, right? Like, someone is going to take a step back, you know, to follow his lead. I'm not seeing it. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not no. seeing it. Um, in fact, there's. I think you could get some of these dudes a lot more touches, ideally. But yeah, this this roster is kind of crazy. So if they stay healthy, I'm saying yeah, I do expect the Cavs to maintain this early success. So then, where? So then, where specifically? Where do we put the Cavs in the East after five games? We're talking about Bucks and Celtics, one, two, depending on you know where where your bias lies um in a class by themselves in our opinion so then where do we put the calves are they with the bucks and celtics are they a distant third are they overplaying expectations and they're fifth or sixth like where where are we putting the calves right now dj
0: um i know this is overreaction that's what we do so i'm just going to stay consistent right I'm going to take away the Bucs and the Celtics, and I'm going to just throw them ahead of everyone else. And to me, honestly, after what I've seen from the Phillies, the Miami's, the Brooklyn's, the Bulls, the teams we thought would be good in the East, I just haven't seen what, you know, the level of consistency nor like, I guess, dominance I thought I would. So to me, and I could be just overreacting, but I feel like Cleveland is that third team um, in the East right now. Like, they're, they're not close to the Celtics and the Bucks really, because I feel like the experience and the the guys that they have on those rosters make a difference. But to me, if you look for a third-best team in the East, I think you have found it in the Cavs. Just simply, like, the people they've beaten, how they look, and they're doing it night in and night out. So I don't know how you couldn't really view them as a the third team in the East.
1: Yeah, I mean, we came into this season expecting the East to be – deep like we haven't seen a conference in a while in a a few years and so far a lot of the teams we expected to really be in it haven't been as advertised heat have struggled like nets have struggled um philly has struggled like you're saying a lot of these teams we thought were going to be right there in it haven't been in it yet and yes some of them are going to go on runs get back into it but some aren't like I see absolutely no reason, like you're saying, that the Cavs can't be the third best team in the East. Like I defy anyone to give me a really good reason why they aren't the third best team in the East right now. I I I'm I'm willing to put them and the Hawks, I think third and fourth. I have seen a lot of good things. Yeah, those yeah the Hawks the
0: Hawks surprised me a lot.
1: Yeah. 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 A lot of these teams starting to fall off a little bit. Problems we thought were going to be resolved haven't been resolved, um, and so I absolutely think the Cavs are the third best team in the East right now. Um, they they look spectacular, kind of like kind of crazy how good they look so far. They yeah, I, I did not think they the
0: would look night. this good that fast. And JB Bickerstaff again, underrated head coach in the NBA, underrated head coach.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's with the Cavs coming from last year you keep expecting them to hit their ceiling at some point right of like okay and they kind of did at the end of last year it was right. more injuries catching up with them more than anything but like they finally kind of fell off the last month of the season like okay all is right with the world you know the yeah. young, the young upstarts have been bounced <laughs> um order is restored and so you come into this season thinking like okay they'll be like that team that ended last season just a little bit better with Donovan Mitchell, but nope, they, they look like contenders. For real. <laughs> they, dude, they dude. Would, yeah. And they who knows legit. who knows what this ceiling is for this team? Like I said, my only concern is health, you know, which I'm definitely not rooting for, but yeah.
0: Spider got to cut those minutes down a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. 39 is high. That's a lot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> To be fair, I think there was a few overtime games in there. True, true. Um, a little inflation yeah, there. But... Yeah, two two overtime games. So to be fair, I mean, still games without overtime, 37, 37, 35, and 35. That, that's a lot of minutes. That's that's a few minutes. But, I mean, it ain't broke, right? All right. We mentioned them a few times. Let's talk about the Brooklyn Nets following our usual pattern of starting out positive and getting negative Brooklyn Nets one in five. And at this point, I'm surprised they have one win. Who do they even beat? The Raptors and like, OT, yeah, o- who, who's losing to this team? Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself, Taylor. Are we panicking with the Nets? That's a great question. Um, Glad you asked. Yes. 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 We're panicking with the Nets. They look absolutely terrible, DJ. Terrible.
0: What? Worse like, than that.
1: <laughs> you come out of this offseason like, okay, Kyrie, Ben Simmons is on the floor, okay? Um, Kyrie Irving is playing at Kyrie Irving levels. KD is playing at Ky- KD levels. All three of those things are true. What's the Nets record? Eh, four and two, probably. No. All the three of those things are accurate. And the Nets are 1-5. This team is bad. Awful. They are bad. Right. This ro- What is this roster? Like, what more can you ask of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on the floor that you're not getting? And that they cannot – they're getting blown out.
0: It's not close, really. <laughs>
1: blown out. I mean, yes. Yes. I'm panicking with the Nets um yeah are, are you panicking bj is it time oh, to panic? Ab-
0: absolutely like this was a, a team that bovada had preseason like top five to win the title I, I don't know how that makes sense anymore given what we've seen and i'm panicking because i learned my lesson last year we asked okay let's get the seventh seed and they play the celtics i'm like oh man star power is gonna win It clearly does not just come down to star power right now because there's no excuse for the Nets to be as bad as they are. You have everyone is pretty much healthy. Even Joe Harris is out there playing games. Katie and Kyrie, like we said, both averaging 30. Like you have two of your guys, your main guys averaging 30 and you still losing like by landslides. And what's got to be the worst is the guy you traded for, the guy you gave up James Harden for. He looks just like the same dude we saw last year who was afraid to play basketball like. And I know it's easy to say like Ben sucks, but like I feel bad for dude. Like he does not like he even wants to play like professional basketball right now. So you have your stars like playing well, but then you have the guy you traded for who doesn't like he belongs out there. And not to mention like we said before there's drama already. We're not even a month, not even two weeks really into the season, and we got Kyrie versus the owner?
1: <laughs> like, what are we doing? VJ, it's been five games. They've already had a players-only meeting. Bro, that's
0: a record. That's a Guinness. A Guinness that's World a speed Record.
1: That's a run. Five hey, games? After five games, they had a players-only meeting.
0: That's <laughs> like, like, that's a record. Like,
1: what can you say?
0: This is a shit show. Yeah, Steve Nash called the Pacers' loss a disaster. I'm like, if you have a disaster in six games, like that's that's unheard of. A disaster. The Lakers, as bad as they are, are not at the point of disaster just yet,
1: bro. Like, if the Lakers doing? play the Nets in a seven game series, I might take the Lakers. I'm dead For serious. Real?
0: Give me Lonnie Walker for MVP in that one. Like, what are we doing here?
1: Yeah, this is.
0: This is bad. This is yeah. truthfully, like, terrible. They lost to the Pacers, VJ. Ben Matherin, a rookie, 32 off the bench.
1: Torch them. Need Torch I say them. more. I mean, yeah. Where Where do you even start with them? Oh, let's get into that a little bit. Like, let's talk about what's not working. Because Abs- Absolutely.
0: Man, when you when we talk about like what's not working, the biggest issue is defense. Like they can't guard a parked car if they try. Like they look that horrible and they're dead last in every defensive category, points allowed, percentages, like everything you could think of defensively. The Nets are terrible at it. And it's weird because we thought Ben Simmons was the answer to every problem. And he he's fouling out of games. He he looked like he can't guard. And I know when you're out of basketball for a while, it takes rhythm, body position, and how to defend guys. But Ben Simmons looked like he is never he was never all caliber defender, and that's kind of concerning because this is what the Nets exactly needed. Um, and then let me just go down a list of guys they've given up thirty to forty plus to guys every single game. You you got Ja thirty eight, Desmond Bain thirty eight, Pascal Siakam thirty seven, Giannis had forty three. Luca 41, Ben Matthew, who we just talked about, a rookie at 32. So you look at that each game. Some dude is having a career night against them and you're not going to win in the NBA if you're just giving up 30 and 40 point games to dudes. And I feel like the defense, like if you're going to play that bad of defense, you won't even really make it into the I feel like the playoffs with that. Like you'll be a nice play team. it'll be fun to have the Nets in there again. But they're not getting to the playoffs if their stars are dropping 30 and they still can't stop anybody.
1: I mean is the Barclays is that even your home court anymore cuz like every visiting player is coming in making it look like it's their arena. Literally. I don't think you have a home arena at the moment. You can't guard anything. But like you're saying there's not a single stopper on the roster, not one. Mm-hmm. Which seems insane cuz we're talking, you know, I'm going to talk about the guy who's supposed to be the stopper in a second. But like you're saying this team has no shortage of star power. You have two guys who are playing like top 15 players at the moment, and they can't win a game. They can't win a single game. And Steve Nash is going to get the blame. Can st- Unless Steve Nash gets out there and gets in his stance, I don't think it's necessarily <laughs> his fault. Do you really need to be coached to play defense? To try? To try? To give an effort? Literally. I This team is disinterested. That's their biggest problem. And it's low hanging fruit. I genuinely feel bad for the guy at this point, but Ben Simmons. Yeah. Yikes!
0: I can't defend him anymore. I can't.
1: I (laughs) I can't. I honestly don't want to go at him. This feels like you know picking on a guy who's injured almost, and like that's what it feels like. And I don't want to just dump on him, but he has no business being out there right now. He looks relieved to be fouling out of games.
0: For real, he looks, looks happy. Like. He looks yes. happy like, I don't have to play right now, thank God.
1: Yeah, he doesn't <laughs> like, want to wow. Those fouls look almost intentional. Yeah. And if that's the case, how do you not feel for the guy? I mean, if you're a Nets fan, you're furious. You mm-hmm. probably should be. But, I mean what's going on with Ben Simmons? Same guy, different
0: jersey. That's the same dude against Atlanta Hawks two years ago, just a different. He almost, to me, and I know it's crazy to say a rookie of the year, like a a multi-time all-star, like he almost looks unplayable to me. Like as a coach, I don't have – in good faith, I cannot send you out there to play basketball because offensively, You're turning down wide open dunks and you're 6'11. You are, I saw a play the other night. He got a steal, had a wide open lane. He slowed down and waited for his teammates to get there versus taking the wide open like dunk. And at that point, that's not skill or ability. That's just all mental. And like he just looks like he does not need to be playing basketball currently. Like you can be rusty, but he looks like fearful of being out there.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're talking about these are his numbers so far. And six games is a decent sample size. Not necessarily indicative. Like, obviously, know. stats go up and down, but it's it's a sample size, right? 6.2 points, 6.5 rebounds, 7.2 assists. That's a guy who's just not assertive. Like, you know, the, the assists are good, but 6.2 points? You're just not... You're not how really many assertive. Shots? How many not shots? very many.
0: Not very many. Like three at most, I feel like. Like He's not taking a ton of shots.
1: Yeah. I mean, we're talking, let's see, three for seven, three for seven, two for seven, two for five, three for five, two for three. This guy has not eclipsed seven shots in a game yet. So
0: he averages more assists than shots he takes per
1: game. Correct. That is awful. He has not eclipsed seven shots. That's awful. And that's where there's no excuse for it. Like, I, if you're a star player and you want to be a star player in the league, don't get me wrong, you have some bad stretches. Russell Westbrook has been on one for about a year, okay? But the worst part is to give up. That's, you got to try and play your way out of it. You're making that kind of money. You're expected to play that kind of role. You got to try. You got to shoot more than seven times a game, especially when you're getting wide open looks.
0: Wide open. Like, you're not taking threes or how to do pull up mid ranges. You can, like, alley oops dunks, wide open layups. That just shows.
1: You're not being aggressive at all. Yeah.
0: That's wild. I didn't know he was averaging as many assists as shots he's averaged on taking.
1: Yeah. I mean, wow. Don't get me wrong. There are guys in the league where there's nothing wrong with that. You're a facilitator. PJ Tucker. Right. Um, you know, like Tyus Jones, there's nothing wrong with that stat line for Tyus Jones, but the Nets sold their franchise essentially to, for you to be a third star. And you're not even going to try and be that. I, I don't know what's going on with Ben Simmons. <laughs> Clearly he's not right. But I mean, if you look at the Nets worries, it's right there. And it's just things that don't matter. Like taking shots. Nobody controls that but you. Yeah. You're on the floor for 36, 37, 34 minutes. Uh That's what, a shot every five minutes? If that.
0: Like It's not even like we're saying, bro, you got to shoot 50%. We're just saying try.
1: Just (laughs) take some. I would rather have my star player be 0 for 20 than 2 for 7. Kobe
0: Bryant mentality. Absolutely. I'm going to shoot the next one. I'm going to make the next one. But I at least have to try (laughs) to at least see it go through.
1: Sure. The Nets did not trade James Harden, who's balling out, by the way, for you to come here and go two for seven with nine assists. They didn't. And That's... not defend. And, not, and defend. not even
0: defend. Like, you can't give me 0 for 2. You gotta give one or the other, at least. The,
1: the truth of it is, even the best players in the NBA cannot control the ball going in the basket. Okay, Some give, come pretty damn close to controlling the ball going in the basket. But you can do everything right. It's just not your night. It's not going in. But out of the things you can control, what are you controlling, okay? Look at the greats, Michael Jordan, okay? He didn't have great shooting nights every night, but he won defensive players of the year and first-team All-Pros on defense, like defensive t- – whatever. I can never name the teams correctly. First-team All-NBA for defense, okay? He controlled the game. He made damn sure. And it had nothing to do with the ball going in the basket every time. LeBron James, same thing. He can absolutely dominate a game and only score 10 points. Defense, rebounding, assists. I, I I don't understand. Like, not even trying sense. to put your mark on the game in that way. I don't know. I Honestly, at this point, I'm rooting for Ben Simmons. I hope he gets right. Because clearly this, there's something going on with him. Yeah. Like, he looks so defeated and so uncomfortable out there. And it, I, I hope he gets it figured out. I really yeah, do. Yeah,
0: like, basketball doesn't look like fun. It looks like torture for him. Like, it looks like the game you get played millions to do is not fun. Like, it looks like it. this is a chore for you to go out there and do. And at that point, you shouldn't even be out there if that's what the mentality is.
1: Right, and that's what I don't get of, like, if you don't want to play basketball, that's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. You mm-hmm. know, basketball is not your thing, not your passion. Yeah. You're over it. That's fine. But then what are we doing out there still? Like, like going are you in through the motions? Right. Are you in denial? Is, I I don't know. It's really hard to watch, though so I hope Ben Simmons gets it figured yeah, out.
0: this this is literally a 30 for 30 writing itself right now <laughs> like in 10 to 15 years there's going to be a documentary on like what went wrong and it's going to detail the Hawks the whole Hawks series to this very moment like what has happened to this dude over the past two years
1: yeah I I, I don't know I, I hope he gets it figured out I really do so then Zooming back out off of Ben Simmons and back onto the Nets, I'm just going to ask you straight up, VJ. Can the Nets get back on track with the roster is currently constructed?
0: This is a tough one because on paper, that roster is not terrible. You have a lot of what you need. You have two stars. You have shooting. You have defense. The only thing I'm saying, you don't have size at the center position, and that's tough, especially in the Eastern Conference when you have Giannis. And you're dealing with, you know, the Celtics' length and whatnot and the Cavs. So that's one issue. And I feel like, like we just said, not even just focusing on Ben, but when you're that bad defensively all around, like, there's get, you have to target defenders or at least try to clean your roster up defensively because you, no, you can score with the best of them, but you can't defend anyone. So I feel like it's the center position and defense all around, like, Unless that is cleaned up, I don't see the Nets really doing anything, you know, to make some real noise.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the crazy thing. And I'm going to nitpick my own question of, like, can the Nets get back on track with this roster as it's currently constructed? Yes, they definitely could. I mean, people, when when things go south for a team, what's the first thing that people always blame? Oh, the roster is just not good enough. Bro, the Jazz and the Spurs are 5 and 2 at the moment, okay? Don't talk to me about your roster, all right? Like it isn't a way, but you just have dudes who don't want to compete right now. You exactly. have guys who are not willing to do what it takes to win. And whenever you're talking about that, there's plenty of blame to go around, okay? Like the Jazz are 5 and 2, BJ. No, the Jazz are second roster? in the conference right now. <laughs> the Spurs are 5 and 2. That roster is garbage.
0: They're
1: not even trying to win.
0: That's the crazy part, man. <laughs> They're magic harder. Kind of. If you
1: get a roster that just says "f you," we're just going to play hard. This team is trying to tank. Okay, bet. Bet. Where Where are these guys for the Nets? Where Where are these guys who want to win? I I don't see a single one. So for that reason, no, the Nets are not going to get back on track with this roster. No shot. So, but but what can they do with it? The only things that have any kind of trade value are Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, which means you're giving up this season and many other seasons. But as bad as the <laughs> Nets look, it might be time for that.
0: Truthfully, yeah, does it get any better than that?
1: <laughs> like, let, let, let's do a hypothetical really quick. Um, you're you're an NBA GM, BJ. Okay. What are you willing to give up to get Ben Simmons on your team?
0: Uh, What do you give me in addition to <laughs> Ben Simmons? Because <laughs> literally, no, I,
1: I'm serious. Because, like,
0: that is – that I don't want to mortgage my future for a guy who I don't even know wants to even play, let alone for me, but just play the sport in general. So, I don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm not giving up a second-round pick for Ben Simmons. Not even. Give me
0: Taco Fall instead, baby. Absolutely. Like, <laughs>
1: absolutely. i. They, they they have no picks. They have no... Other than blowing up the team, they're stuck. They don't have anything. They have somehow flipped good assets for significantly worse and worse assets. They're <sighs> stuck. It's, yeah,
0: But their, their roster, though, it, does, it doesn't make sense to me with what they have on that roster, though. Like, you have Joe Harris, Seth Curry, Markeith Morris. You have... Um, what's his name? TJ Warren, who was okay in the bubble. But you have... Capable NBA players, Patty Mills, who shoots forty plus percent each year from three, like it just doesn't make sense. There's, no, it's, it's not definitely. just a roster issue with the Nets.
1: No, it's, it's not a roster issue. So, like, it is, but it isn't. Exactly. Like, it's already gotten so rotten that I think you have to do something. But there's nothing wrong with it as you put it together. Literally. In quotation marks. They might have the worst locker room in the league. That's a lot of.
0: 100 percent. 100%. Yeah. Even if the Warriors just went through what they went through with Draymond and Jordan Poole, this is probably worse because it's systemic. Like this is going to keep happening.
1: Yeah, I mean, it feels like a lot of egotistical stars, guys with broken confidence, and like fake tough guys. Like that's what it feels like. Terrible mix. <laughs> yeah. Terrible mix. Yeah. I, I don't know. So then, let, let's step outside of the roster for a second. You're Josie, not the best person to be right now, DJ. But not really. Uh, he's not exactly helping either. But you're Josie. How long are you sticking with Steve Nash? Your team's one in five. Players only meeting. How how much longer are you sticking with Steve Nash? Well, I'm gonna, I'm
0: gonna piggyback off something you said a few months ago, when you said like, if Katie agreed to come back, it must be because Nash is definitely on the hot seat. If I'm Joe Cy, I think I'm giving this guy 15 to 20 games because the way my team is trending right now, we don't have the luxury of waiting a full season. Uh, We don't have the luxury of waiting to the trade deadline because our season could be over before that. So i say 15 to 20 games, and I don't even necessarily blame Steve Nash. I think they just need a different voice, and the team is not heading in the right direction. But I think Joe Cy is going to give him – that 20-game minimum benchmark. And if the, the roster is trending how they're trending right now and the team is playing this way, I think Nash is done before we even get the the Christmas, I want to say. Um, and I don't necessarily think it's all his fault either.
1: No, definitely not. But you have to have a scapegoat. What are you going to do? Pin it exactly. On I mean, Ben Simmons, you know, his confidence is already gone. Like, you can't put it on him, even if it's true. Like – um. I think it's going to be sooner than that. We could see this mm. in 10 games. The next I I wouldn't surprise me if the next bad loss, like if they lose to the Pacers again. Again. Yeah. That could be it. It,
0: it could be. It could be it could be very well sooner.
1: <laughs> they have a 30 point loss to anybody, that could be it. Oh I mean, it, yeah. Because this team is like speed running to the bottom of the of the east. Like, okay. Are
0: they trying to get Wim Banyana? Do they own their pick? Is that what this yeah. is? Like no idea.
1: <laughs> no idea what they're doing. So um I'm willing to bet by the end of November Steve Nash is gone. He's okay. not gonna last the month of November.
0: Okay. I was trying to be generous, but that, that sounds more <laughs> re- real realistic.
1: Yeah. Somebody has to take the fall. <laughs> this is so bad that it, it's going to be Steve Nash. It's going to be. as two. Got to be. Okay. Team in a very different situation. Los Angeles Clippers also off to a slow start, VJ. This is definitely an overreaction. Two and yeah. four doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself. Clippers off to a two and four start. VJ, are you panicking with the Clippers?
0: I'm not panicking, but I'm, like, a tier below that just slightly concerned. Like, I, I don't like what I'm seeing at start the season. Um, we're, we're already resting, guys, and it's, like, not even 10 games. So whenever you got that, I get a little cautious because this is what the Clippers do season and season out is they don't – guys don't play games and there's no continuity. I'm not panicking because I believe in Ty Lue and he'll make it work. But I, I don't like what I'm seeing to start off the year, um, six games in.
1: Yeah, so. panic is definitely a strong word. Panic is definitely a strong word. However, let me read you some of these teams that the Blippers oh, yeah. are losing to. Uh um, easy schedule. Yeah, lost by <laughs> 20 to the Pelicans. Lost by 8 to the Thunder. Um, why not double up on the losses to the Thunder? Yep, lost to the Thunder again. Lost by 17, looks like, to the Suns. Beat the Kings by two, so that's positive. Lakers by six, and they got smacked by the Nuggets. So when your only win six game in are by two or three baskets to the Lakers and the Clippers, and you lost back-to-back games to the Thunder, that's not great. No. And I don't care how many guys you're load-managing. Any NBA roster should be able to take one out of two from the from the Thunder. Okay, this is this is a pretty bad start. I'll be honest. This is not a good start for the nope. Lakers. You expected them to go, come out hot, mm-hmm. and they haven't. I misspoke. The Nuggets were in the preseason, but still. Um, so through throughout the Nuggets game, but still, not not good, not good. They're about to play back-to-back game, back-to-back games against the Rockets. Um, that should get them back on track. You would, think. yeah, that
0: should be enough <laughs> to get five hundred. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I even predicted a little bit of a slow start for the Clippers. Um, but I mean, I also predicted, you know, a slow start for the Cavs. So take that with a grain of salt. But I, I didn't expect this slow. If you think your first six games are against Lakers, Kings, Suns, Pelicans, Thunder, Thunder. You're expecting at least four and two. Yeah, minimum
0: four and two. Minimum four and two.
1: Right. So it's a little concerning. They're having a hard time putting the ball in the basket at times. Um, a little concerned, but definitely not panicking. Um, so. Where are you putting the blame? Why? What? What's up with the slow start for the Clippers, VJ? Where are you putting the blame?
0: Um, I, I mentioned it a little bit, and I think not having guys in the lineup, like and low managing this early on, that that never really like goes well when you're trying to establish an identity, and we always feel like the Clippers are they're gonna turn around each season. And even myself, I was hyped on the roster they compiled together, how deep they are, getting John Wall and everything like that. But I feel like I see the same thing year in and year out. Like, guys are not in the lineup. There's no continuity. Guys don't really play back-to-backs. And I know Kawhi is dealing with the ACL injury, but he sat out all year. He had the summer to rest. And not only is he not really, like, playing games, he's full out, like, only played two out of the six that they've had so far. So – That's a little concern to me just from the standpoint of, is this guy going to play? And seeding, I feel like it does matter in the Western Conference. If anything, like having that home court advantage definitely matters. Um, So, yeah, it's just like the same old story to me. Like the load management, not really taking the regular season seriously always comes back to bite the Clippers in the end.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, what is with the load management? I don't understand in the first 10 games – Load managing your stars. I don't get it. Either Kawhi is healthy or he isn't. If he's not healthy, he should be in street clothes, right?
0: Yeah, just say that then. <laughs> right.
1: But he's suiting up periodically. So, like, what what's going on with that? And <clears throat> if it is load management, how can you be load managing this early? You're you have a new roster, okay? Just, you have new guys.
0: Just started the season. Just started. <laughs>
1: You load manage after you've established an identity. Once you've established what your ceiling can be, then you can coast a little bit. Okay? Like, once you've already gone on a run, you know how the roster interacts, you know what your identity is, then you can ease off a little bit. Okay? But this team is searching for an identity. They're having a hard time scoring. And when you look at the names on the roster, they should not be having a hard time scoring. So, you need to be playing all of your guys and helping them get that continuity. Continuity, they need that rhythm, they need to be working together, establishing that timing, running the offense, running the plays, and then you can ease off the gas a little bit, okay? But you can't do that right now, or else teams that have better chemistry are going to run over you. Simple. <laughs> I understand hedging your bets for the playoffs. I get it. Like when you have that roster, does the regular season actually matter? Not really. But do you really want to be playing the Warriors the first round of the playoffs or the Suns the first round of the playoffs? Um, I mean, we've talked about it before. Even if you can beat them, if you have to your road to the finals matter. It matters. So let's let's I want to see the intensity from the Clippers. And... Yeah, let's,
0: let's play some basketball, huh? <laughs>
1: yeah. Does a game to the Thunder actually matter? No. But should it matter to you? Yes. Absolutely. Yes, it should matter to you. Ty, right, let's get those guys off the bench, my guy. Let's let's have those guys check in. So then since we're overreacting, BJ, do we still consider the Clippers among the favorites in the West? I think just about everybody. Included the Clippers into those favorites in the West, mm-hmm. right? Are are they still among the favorites in the West?
0: See, that's tough because again, you know, Bovada have them as top four finals, like that could win the championship. So, when you think about that, you want to say they are still favorites, and I think I I'm not completely off the bandwagon of them yet, but to me. The Suns look very promising. Um, aside from Chris Paul, who we talked about, but the Suns look really good. Uh, the Warriors are a little shaky, and the Mavs I feel like are going to come on strong. So, I think the the Clippers are still a, a powerhouse, but they have to want to be that team in the West. So, I'm not I'm not completely giving up faith in them yet.
1: Yeah, I'm not willing to say they're not one of the favorites in the West. Even with their slow start, but it's more like the West is more wide open than we could have ever imagined right now. Exactly. Um, I thought the Suns were going to take a little bit of a step back. I think most people did. They're 5-1. and one. Um, Pelicans were supposed to kind of pay their dues a little bit. They're 4-2. Oh, four and two. God, yeah.
0: Pelicans were nice.
1: Grizzlies expected to take a step back. They're 4-2 and two without JJJ. Uh, Nuggets, only 4-3. and three. Timberwolves only 4 and 3. Blazers 5 and 1. Uh yeah, Warriors wow. 3 and 4. Mavericks 3 and 3. Um so the west is wide yeah, open.
0: It's 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 a, it's anybody's it's anybody's conference right now.
1: And so it's not because the Clipper I'm not still considering the Clippers favorites because they've played well, but because this conference is more wide open than I could have ever imagined. There are eight or nine pretty good teams in the West, and none of them have really separated themselves yet. Suns look pretty damn good, but I it mean, really Suns look like nice, still very early. I mean, hell, the Spurs and Jazz are five and two. Like, we're <laughs> like, right, this conference is wide open. Um, I think I am willing to eliminate the Kings and the Rockets already, but other
0: than that,
1: yeah. Not about that, yep, yep, yeah. Western Conference is wide open, it's anybody's game. Um. Okay. Let's get to our five games of the week, shall we? Let's do it. Um. Dion sent in his picks already. Um. Yeah, I've been doing my research on Bavada, feeling good, looking up the lines. Um. So I I feel pretty ready for this for this week. Um. BJ, would you go last week?
0: Two and five, uh, it was two and three. You know, wasn't a great, wasn't a great week for me.
1: Didn't start but, out hot, but, but love to see that. I two went three and, three and two, three and two for me. T- what I'll did Deion do? Um, I don't know what Deion did. I think he's cheating half the time. I'll be honest,
0: bro. It, he's got he's got a plug out there, there in Arizona who's feeding him direct info. He's got yeah. inside information.
1: Yeah, he's got somebody feeding him picks got a source. Right, I can't. That really guy. On them. All right. Let's get to our five games of this week, though. Game number one, Timberwolves at the Suns. A little Western Conference showdown. Um, looking on Bavada, it looks like Phoenix is favored by five points. Um, VJ, what do you think of the T-Wolves at the Suns?
0: Mm-hmm. No DeAndre
1: Ayton in this game,
0: but I still like the Suns, I believe. I still like the Suns in this one.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be pretty boring, and I'm also going to go with the Suns. Um, I don't know if there's a Popeyes in relation to the stadium, (laughs) Um, but Timberwolves still trying to find their feet a little bit, so I'm going to go with the Suns in this one. Uh game number two, bulls at the Nets. And after everything I just said about the Nets, think <laughs> there's a shot in hell I'm taking this team right now. No shot. Give me the bulls by a million.
0: I like it. I like it. Uh I'm feeling hypocritical. Um <laughs> I'm gonna go
1: with the Nets. I <laughs> mean yeah. yeah. Yeah, Bulls yeah. aren't phenomenal either. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like I'm, the I'm taking the lesser of two evils, I guess, in this one. And maybe that's the Nets.
1: I don't know. DeRozan usually kills the Nets.
0: Yeah, so. that's true.
1: I, I, I like the Bulls. Game number three. Mm, this
0: is a toughie. This my
1: beloved toughie. Boston Celtics taking on the Cavs. And the Cavs kind of put it on them last time they played. Mm-hmm. I think it went to overtime, but they still lost by eight. So... Cavs handled business last time they played. Um DJ, who do you like?
0: Um, because it took uh, two forty-one point scores to beat the Celtics for the Cavs, I think the Celtics get this one. I feel like they'll take this one a little bit personally because they actually lost the lead to the Cavs. So I feel like they will want to prove something.
1: Yeah, um, Cavs are at home. I'm going to shock nobody and take the Celtics for all the reasons you're saying. Um, not their best defensive effort. That's where they really hang their hat. And they kind of got cooked yeah. up by Karis LeVert and Sticks. Donovan Mitchell. So you kind mm-hmm. of expect them to come out and guard a little bit better. So, yeah, I like the Celtics on, on Wednesday. He's not even here. And it's the Dion Franklin Memorial game. Oh, wow. As, That's at yeah, the Mavericks. <laughs> I can hear in the back of my mind, "Fuck the Jazz." The Jazz. (laughs) It's like he's (laughs) still with us. Um, yeah, I don't know why the Jazz are five and two. They are. Yeah, this is a trap. (laughs) And the Mavericks as a team haven't looked great so far. They're still finding their – not bad, not bad, but not great. But I'm still taking the Mavericks. I expect.
0: If I don't figure
1: it out. Yeah. I expect Luca to score fifty or so. So you know, I just kind of threw that game in there, you know, pass stats yeah. a little bit, hopefully. Give it a triple double.
0: Well, give me the Mavs in that one too. Yeah. We'll see why not.
1: I don't know who Dion's taking in this game. Um I feel like it's really up in the air, so we're gonna have to wait on confirmation for him. Could go either <laughs> way. Um Game number five, Warriors at the Pelicans. Intriguing game. Um BJ, who you like?
0: Um, I'm taking the Pelicans in this one. Um, I feel like this is a good matchup for Zion, honestly. And the Warriors just don't look too good to me right now. Something about them is definitely off.
1: Well, I thought I was going to shock some people, but not you, apparently, because I'm also taking the Pelicans. <laughs> they look damn good when they're really? all there. They look damn good. Like you're saying, I expect Zion to eat. Oh, Wait, yeah. Stop him. Draymond?
0: You talk about Popeyes. This is going to be yeah. <laughs> It's going to be a five-buck box.
1: Yeah, he's going to treat Draymond Green like a Popeyes biscuit. Um. I honey. like the Pelicans. Obviously, Steph could absolutely destroy you know, this team at a moment's notice. He's capable of doing that. But little, Warriors are a little hungover from the title. They've mm-hmm. yet to really hit the gas this season. So I, I like the Pelicans. They should be the hungrier team. And I think they're going to play really well at home this year. I, I, like I agree them. with that. Oh, all right. Let's go out of bounds real quick.
0: Ooh, here we go.
1: And, BJ, it's Halloween. It is. Happy Halloween to all you animals out there. You're probably going to be listening to this on Tuesday or Wednesday. Um, Hopefully you've recovered from Halloween by then. Um, Can only hope. Make good choices out there. But, for our out of bounds today, we are ranking the top ten candies to get while trick-or-treating. BJ wearing his halloween mask do you go as that every year do you mix it up a little bit is no it's
0: my scary? first time doing a michael Myers. Really? i
1: scared a hell of people outside <laughs> oh hell yeah dog i scared everybody i just assume since you're such a big fan of the franchise you probably as that every year
0: i'm gonna just start doing a random beige walking around <laughs> you're walking around like, oh damn
1: mike's out there again um you want to hear about my terrifying costume i do you probably saw it on social media um you know, I'm a married man. I'm emasculated. I can own it. Um CJ dressed up as Tigger. My wife is Winnie the Pooh, and myself is Christopher Robin. So, <laughs> I was also scaring a hell of people. This was wholesome. Yeah, this is wholesome. But, yo, Christopher Robin's put on some weight. It's tough. Anyway, <laughs> Um <laughs> hate to see that. Um. <laughs> So, anyways, since it's Halloween. We're ranking our top ten candies to get while trick or treating. We're going back in time, hopping the time machine, the hot tub time machine, and back when you were trick, were you a big trick or treater as a kid?
0: Uh, I didn't go a lot, but when I did, I always made sure I got a haul. So I was That's a so quantity movies. guy.
1: Yep, <laughs> big quantity guy. Um, yeah, I was a big trick or treater. So these are our top ten candies we like to get while trick or treating. And as as is tradition, I'll go first. Um number ten. It's become popular to just shit on this candy suddenly. I don't get it. Like it's perfectly fine. Give me Skittles at number ten. Okay? Oh yeah, of course. Right. Probably not absolutely elite. Like, not in the It's just know, a staple, a classic. Right? What's what's wrong classic. with Skittles? I don't understand why everyone hates on Skittles all of a sudden. Like wildberry Skittles, delicious. Elite. Yeah, so give me Skittles at 10. Um, number nine, give me Dots. Big Dots guy. Okay, okay. Very difficult to get out of your teeth, but...
0: Worth it, delicious. worth it.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, eight, give me Kit Kat. Big Kit Kat guy. Okay. Um. By the way, if you don't break apart your, your Kit Kats and you just bite into both sticks, you're a monster. You're guy. a savage. <laughs> I want nothing to do with you. You break apart that Kit Kat and eat it like a human being. Okay. Um, I kind of feel like Kit Kats are a little overrated at this point. It's literally just wafers and chocolate. Like, don't get me wrong, still delicious, but it's become a little overrated. Um, number seven, give me Milky Way. I like Milky Way. Mm,
0: Okay, Milky Ways are good.
1: Yeah, definitely good. I feel like I never see them except at Halloween.
0: Yeah, like no one
1: really eats them besides that. (laughs) Yeah, have you ever seen a Milky Way in March? Of course you have. No. Um, number six, give me Starburst. Absolutely, undefeated. like it. Like it. Absolutely undefeated. Um, this might be controversial, but at five, give me Reese's. Okay. Oh. A little, yeah. little, little low for most people, I think. And I Reese's are great. Don't get me wrong, but it's not my favorite. Not the biggest peanut butter guy. Um, Just heavy I feel on like, peanut butter. Too, yeah, too I feel much like when you eat a Reese's. <laughs> Like, I need to drink like a gallon of water afterwards. So, <laughs> but still, still very good. Don't get me wrong. We'll never say no to a Reese's, especially if you get like the pumpkin ones. Pumpkin Reese's would be ranked higher. But um, number four, give me Swedish fish. Get the little bags of Swedish fish. I okay. love Swedish fish. Um, I'm mad
0: at
1: it. And number two, or number three, give me Snickers. Okay? You're mm-hmm. not you when you're hungry, baby. You're not you. You're Snickers not yourself. Satisfies. Okay? <laughs> you're not you when you're hungry. Grab a Snickers. Number two. Definitely kind of rare. Always hyped when I do see it. Give me a fast break at number two. Bro, I love wow. fast break.
0: It. That's the, yeah.
1: Okay. Those are good. Right? Not enough Those people are, are good. I'll give fast. you that. Yeah. Like... Everything else, pretty common. If you get a fast break, that is like the gold standard in trick-or-treating candy. Just because of the rarity and just how dang good they are. Number one, my favorite. Um, it's the only one with the cookie crunch. Give me Twix. Number one. Mm. That is my favorite. Mm. Pretty common I'm candy, better. but I'll take all the Twix you will give me. Perfect cacophony of cookie Chocolate and caramel, perfection. Left yeah. or right, they both matter. Okay, give me give me twigs all day, every day.
0: Are you a left left twigs, right Twix kind of guy? What what's the bro? What's the I, so
1: there's mm-hmm. this there's this like rumor going around that they taste different. I'm convinced it's. It, I was gonna say it's a
0: placebo effect. Yep, you just think is. they do because people tell you they do. Yeah. No no shot. No solid list. Not mad at that at all. Let's go. Um, All
1: right, BJ, hit hit me with it.
0: Here we go. I'll preface by saying my list. I'm more of a sweet, like the fruity candy kind of guy. I do enjoy the chocolate, but the sweets are, that was my go-to. when I always went trick-or-treating. Honestly, whatever you had at the front door, I was going to take anyway, but, you know, <laughs> picky anyway. Honorable oh, I mention, heard, I heard like though. That. Let me get, honorable mention, a good old Crunch Bar, a Nestle Crunch Bar, mm. just quality to me. I don't know why. Yeah, they're just kind of yeah. there. Yeah. And then um this guy, Hershey's Cookies and Cream.
1: Those oh, bars were delicious. How did I forget? You were a little... million times right. One thousand <laughs> percent. Those are
0: those, those are goaded. <laughs> like those are absolutely goaded. When you're at the convenience store, you're at Target and they have them, you check out, you don't need it, but you will grab it if it's there when you're like checking out. Absolutely. absolutely. Screen it absolutely. from the rooftops. So, Number 10, we're going to start off something that a lot of kids probably don't like these days, but the Warhead Sours, I was a big fan oh, of those.
1: Get out of here with those. Come on, bro.
0: Don't those judge. are so nasty. <laughs> I mean, you can barely taste them, but it's delicious once you finally taste <laughs> no, the candy. Oh, <laughs> those are gross. Uh, stick it with Real the sour stuff. thing. Sour Sweet Tarts. Amazing. Okay. Those were delicious. Eight um, Eight Sprees. You can do chewy or the regular ones. Sprees are
1: really good. Uh um, to be honest, I don't like your list so far. I know it's, it's funny. It's preference. funny because
0: I was rolling with you. I was giving you mad love. I'm just getting straight <laughs> hate right now.
1: Bro, you know, what I'll right? ask you up. I, 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 I don't know what it is with those candies. I've never really, really? liked those that much. Damn, yeah. you're going to hate the rest of my Bro, list. <laughs> Bro, see, that's the thing, though, is. If we go trick or treating together, you can have all of those. Oh, I sure.
0: I was the person you want to go trick or treating with because I'll t- I'll give you all the chocolate stuff I have. If you just give me the sweet stuff that you guys. Say less. So, going off that theme, um, number seven, fruity slash fruit chews. Um, yep. Th- those are really good. Actually, Goated. Walgreens has like an a thousand pack. Tally and I killed you're that in about two like days.
1: The Tootsie Roll fruit cheese. Yep. 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 And now, how do you feel about the vanilla?
0: Uh, that one's a little iffy for me. Like, I'm you the go same from, way. Yeah, I don't same really way. know. I was like, okay, this couldn't been a blue raspberry. Instead, it had to be vanilla. I don't know
1: about that. A- accurate. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. But it's just like, like I think why? I, yeah, I still prefer it to like a regular. Yeah, roll.
0: like but, I don't know. To be included in that kind of flavor profile was kind of weird to me. But yeah, again,
1: I, I literally still always ate. pick out the blue ones to give them to my wife. Like, yeah, like yeah, you
0: you, t- you take those. Um, number six, a big nerds guy, I like the little nerds okay.
1: candies. Okay, I like nerds. them
0: absolutely. Like
1: nerds. Um, nerds five... rope and nerds clusters, oh, nerds un-demanded.
0: rope clusters, gummy clusters. Mm-hmm. Top 10. I don't think I ever 10.
1: got one trick or treating, but really good. Oh,
0: 100. Number five, Laffy Taffy. Um, I was just
1: about to say, I forgot. Laffy Taffy, Laffy is so... the way to go. I'm not really, I didn't like the banana one.
0: In The same way, preach. <laughs> like, anybody got the yellow banana? I'm like, oh no, thank you. <laughs>
1: Just walk Everyone away to the door. It's screaming about how good banana laffy taffies are. I hate banana Bro, flavoring. It does you not ever notice the
0: yellow laffy taffy is the only one left in the candy bowl because nobody wants
1: Bro, it. I've I've talked to people who that is their favorite. They don't even those like other Laffy tapies. They just like banana. exactly. <laughs> no. You can't trust those. No, people. what is
0: that? The strawberry one, then the grape one. Like yep. those are really, you know, strawberry.
1: Strawberry is the top tier. For no, sure.
0: it easily, easily. Um, number four. This one is just a classic one. I feel like you can't go wrong. But Smarties. Like I feel like Smarties are just everyone loves it. The little ones you can wrap them. You can probably eat ten at a time if you want a little package. Um, can't go wrong I feel like those are always in someone's goodie bag at the front door um three lemon heads. I love lemon heads those are uh, consistently just something that we get from the shelves every time we go to Walmart oh you came here for coffee drop some soup well lemon heads are also there number two um probably one of my personal favorites I got airheads oh, love absolutely. airheads
1: yeah absolutely.
0: And because I'm petty, I will not waste a six pack of Airheads. So I eat the ones I don't like first, and then I finish off with the ones I do
1: like. Yep, you always start with orange. Yep, and I go still work my way
0: down, work my way down to the good stuff. Yeah,
1: personally, I don't like cherry flavored stuff either. So I'll start with orange and cherry. Yeah, cherry
0: kind of has a medicine vibe to it. Yeah,
1: yeah. But then watermelon, the mystery. Blue Raspberry. Blue
0: Raspberry, yeah. Are all Those good. are all,
1: yeah, can't go wrong.
0: Um, And then, like, you started your list off with this. I'm ending it. Sour Skittles. Skittles in general, to be honest with you. You can't go wrong with a, a bag full of Skittles. You know, taste the it. rainbow.
1: I respect it. I, like I said, like, why is it cool? Like, what have Skittles ever done to you?
0: I don't know, because I thought Skittles used to be, like, like beloved now they just got us a bad rep
1: yeah i what have skittles ever done to you okay like i i think they're delicious now where do you fall in the green apple versus lime green skittle debate all right here's
0: the thing green apple is a flavor i don't enjoy for most things so like the lime ones are my favorites like green apple is kind of tough for me
1: I liked the green apple. I like green apple. You like apples the green apple ones? Yeah. It, I mean, it was just kind of like, it was different. You could taste okay. it out of the handful of Skittles. Lime just yeah. blends right in. It's
0: funny, because I'll eat the green apple, like the green Laffy Taffy ones they have. Yeah. I'll eat those. Yeah. I'll eat
1: those. Like, even green apple
0: Jolly Ranchers
1: yeah i like green apple flavored things so it's funny when i was in law school um i mean i talked about it it was so many years ago six months ago (laughs) but it was actually one l year they stopped doing it the only energy drink they had in the vending machines at marquette was this green apple flavored rock star and i'd never seen it anywhere else i don't think i've seen it anywhere else since it's this green (laughs) apple flavored rock star and i got kind of hooked on it it was kind of good green
0: apple okay (laughs)
1: And they actually say, here's your fun fact for the day. They say that, so you know how people study with like flashcards, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you want to visualize or like you make like an acronym into a song so you can remember it and hear it. They say the actual strongest sense for memory is actually smell. And so if you can associate what you're trying to learn with a smell, that's what helps the most. So people will like put lotion on and study and things like that. And I would just take a whiff of this green apple (laughs) rock star when I was trying to study. And I would have one with me when I was taking my finals. And I feel like it helped. So there you go.
0: I mean, people listening out there, go find you a green apple like monster drink.
1: Yeah, it it was. I really liked it. I kind of got hooked on it low key. And then Mm -hmm. they took him out of the. the vending machine. I haven't seen. That's because kids start
0: doing too well in they test <laughs> They said we gotta, exactly. we gotta screw them over. We
1: found, we found the life hack. We found, we found it. A glitch in the matrix. So, there you go. There's your fun fact for the day. But guys, if you are listening hey, to this, this, just know we appreciate you. We love do. you. If you are listening to this point in the episode, you are absolutely goaded. That's a fact. If you want to help out the show. Give us a five-star rating wherever you're listening. We read through those reviews, and it is premium Man. gas. We appreciate that. Tell us how to
0: fix the Nets. Can the Nets be fixed? Can they
1: be fixed? <laughs> start Who with knows? can they, and then let us know what you're doing with the Nets. What teams are you guys reacting to either a fast or a slow start? What's your top, What was your absolutely goaded candy to get trick-or-treating as a kid? Let us know at the podcast for social medias hit us up we will catch you guys next time yes. you're really not the big chocolate guy like at all no I don't know what it is I don't
0: know if it's cause like it's too rich and like I don't really like it that much but as far as like desserts go I'll kill some chocolate cake though or anything like that but like chocolate candies I don't know what it is